Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. This was like this, you thought it was a game. See, I'm not out of Bishop and Steel praying for me. I, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm a rider. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to mess You don't want to what? Mess with me. See, I'm, I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. Taz, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no taser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. It's about standing for justice. And these you either with us or you're not. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. You play with me if you want to. We don't stand for who we See, I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's good, family? This is Tesla Figaro, host of Straight Shot, No Chaser. Today, you will be getting a real shot of truth from one of the realest G's who ever did it. Straight out of Compton, California, a Compton legend. He is the host of Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network. And I only know one way to introduce him, and that is to quote his infamous words that everyone knows in Straight Up Menace from the movie classic Menace to Society. Wake your punk ass up for the 9-3 MC-80s in the motherfucking house. Yeah. And it ain't nothing but a yeah, common thing. Right. I had to do that. You know how we do it. That's right. That's right. I had to do it. I told everybody, if you think I'm not supposed to say jail, with you on the line. Oh, yeah. You got, you got to plug it in. We ain't playing shit. Yeah, that's real. Thank you so much for joining me. And number one, I just want to thank you for everything that you contributed to the game, everything that you have done, how you have influenced, whether people understand the lifestyle or not. It means something to me to have a big homie come back, sit down with me, talk about how we move things forward, talk about, you know, politics, what you're doing over there against the Chronicles. I checked out you had a couple of shows on politics. That's important. My purpose in life, my calling, not what I chose to do, but my calling truly is a to wake the streets up. And so I want to thank you and humble 
myself to you for all that you've done. This is truly a calling come true. I don't want to say a dream come true because I didn't dream this. If I were to dream something, it would be something more glorious without a lot of the consequences that I've had to suffer through the consequences of consciousness. So I will say that this is a calling come true uh, to sit down with you when they told me that hip hop could never be in politics and those two worlds could never mix. We are now seeing that more people are coming awake uh, because of the Trump administration. We are seeing a lot of the big homies pulling up and, and giving their opinions on things, whether you're talking about Diddy, Cube, you, whoever, what people agree with it or not. The point is they're speaking up. Snoop, I mean, the killer Mike, it goes on and on. And most importantly, when I look at your life, your past life, one of the biggest things I talk about is politics really being a gangster party. It's not about Republican, Democrat. It really is some gangster shit. And Trump is the ultimate gangster. Whether you agree with what he does or not, he pushes a line like I remember how G's pushed the line in the 90s. And so if we can just get the big homies to get people to, to pull up and stand up for what's ours and what is owed to us based on what our ancestors earned, I think we can move forward. So I wanted to give you that and pay that homage because we don't do enough of that and get straight to it. Talk to us a little bit about, because you were involved in Minister Society, obviously as an actor, and then you also was a part of Compton's Most Wanted and was on the Boys in the Hood soundtrack as well. Tell the people, for those who don't know, because we got some young folks listening, how your involvement um, in those two classic movies and how you see that as playing a role now in, in looking back. The, the culture started with that. We're given a different view of the hood and, and really seeing what's happening. We really haven't seen that since then, to be honest with you. We really mm. haven't seen an up-close view of what happens in the hood. Tell us a little bit why you got involved in that and, and why that was important to you. Well, back when I started, you know, making music, you know, it was a lot of, you know, unrest as far as neighborhoods, as far as, you know, a lot of single mothers, a lot of single family homes. So my growing up was the gang experience. So when I fell into the position, you know, to start making music and what have you, I wanted to show people the uh, views of what I saw as far as what what I seen as growing up as an adolescent or a young adult, you know, a young male in Compton. So my raps or my rhymes depicted basically the struggle that I had to go through or wherever you grew up, like, you know, in, the, in your neighborhood, or a lot of neighborhoods, we had a lot of dudes who were subject to not making it out, so to speak. So instead of wanting to rap about, you know, we had the gang stars and the tribe called Quests, and I wanted people to know what was going on in my neighborhoods, in my areas. Thus, we had movies like Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society. So when I had a chance to make songs, you know, all I seen because of where I grew up, was the neighborhood to struggle, not realizing that there probably was something else that could have been different for me, but being involved in gangs and not having a father in the household and seeing that gangs basically was my interpretation of, you know, brotherhood, togetherness. I didn't have an older brother. You know, I felt protected. I felt, you know, secure. So I wanted other people to see that. I don't want it. I wanted other people to see that. It wasn't just about a, a bandana because a lot of people 
you know, was subject to think that we were just banging over colors. And I hate that term when people use that. Oh, y'all banging over colors, over rags. When it was more than that, it was about the protection of the neighborhood you grew up in. And, you know, even though it was drugs involved and whatever, it was basically survival, you know, survival from the cops. So that's what I did as, as you know, getting into the rap game. My stories portrayed the struggle of the neighborhoods. Today, the transition of what we have today is that you have a lot of youth, I feel, this is my opinion, I feel a lot of youth, uh, you know, like you said, your daughter or your your child, they grow up in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't know anything about gang life or whatever. Everything is portrayed to them as money, flashiness, or, you know, on a different aspect of what the gang life was or the struggle was. I feel it's a generational gap because same thing for me. When I left Compton and I moved and, you know, I had kids or whatever, they didn't get to see that lifestyle. So thus it portrays in their music that they make. A lot of artists nowadays want to show the glitz and glamour of life and not the struggle because a lot of them make a little money now and they don't want to show that struggle side. You know, it's the, it's the chains, it's the watches, it's the airplanes, it's the, it's the life of the party. And people tend to want to forget about the struggle that's real. And that's just like when people ask me about the situations that's going on nowadays. I grew up in that situation that's still going on to this day. So I think it's a generational gap that people don't understand what's really going on and don't want to see what's still going on in the neighborhoods. It's why the music kind of doesn't portray what people called us, you know, storytellers. I agree. And there's also something to be said about what it meant to have a big homie. And, you know, for those who listen, because I know I got a mix of folks that listen. I got woke, extra, extra woke people that say gangster rap portrays negative and And okay, that's fine. But I also say that to them that a lot of them don't understand the lifestyle behind it. And it's just as important. There's a balance to everything. Just like to Democrats, it's a balance to Republican. Just like the, the pastor, there's people in the pews. Just like the pimp, there's all the prostitute has a story. I mean, there's a balance to everything. And what I've tried to do eight, is really show the other side that maybe people did not see. You know, they don't have to agree with what they saw on TV as gang life, quote unquote. But you are absolutely right when you talk about protection, when you talk about people that you saw as your family, when you talk about, you know, my daddy couldn't swat a fly, you know, period. He It wasn't if something had happened to me, you know, he he wasn't about that life. He wouldn't have done. But I had homies that looked out for me. And when I think about how much it influenced my life, and we're talking about guys 10 years my senior, because I'm actually probably about 10, 12 years younger than you, but I was always around people who were much older that influenced me. And I listened. I listened to the game. I listened to what they told me. I listened to my G homies telling me to stay away from this or, you know, stay out of certain things because I could have easily been caught up you know, in a lot of different things. And there were some things that I did. You know, I don't hide behind my story. I dated hustlers. I dated gangbangers. I don't hide behind that. And I know that God had his hand on me, Why? Uh, which is the reason why I'm here today. But from seventh grade all the way through high school, I was conditioned around that lifestyle. And it was nowhere that I could escape it. You know, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, I dated Crips, Bloods. Even at my church, <laughs> we had a drill team. We would travel a lot. And I had three homies on the drill team at the church that were Crips and one was a blood. 
One was a blood. He would bust all the time. Now, one minute he was a blood, one minute he was a crib. We could, he couldn't keep up. We couldn't keep up he with what was he was. But, right. He was transforming. But it was everywhere. Also, I know a crib. Shout out to L. That when my mom's house got broke into, who got broken to by blood because we lived in a blood neighborhood, it was L that came and sat on my couch you know, with my mom and stayed there until she was able to get an alarm put on the house. I was able to sleep knowing that my homie L looked out for me. Eventually, he went to prison under the uh, 94 crime bill, Mm -hmm. selling drugs, first time nonviolent offender, got 18 years Mm -hmm. in a conspiracy charge, not caught, but in a conspiracy charge. And I look at him now being a Muslim and how he's changed his life. But I still ask the question, and that's why I push the 94 crime bill so much when we talk about first time nonviolent offenders and how it locked up so many G homies that were really not just out on all the negative, but really guiding the youth. Once that generation, which was my entire generation, got swooped up by the feds, there was no more guidance. So you listen to these young kids now and you can obviously see it in the music. They don't listen to no G homie. They don't listen to people older than them. They don't they have a lack of respect. Not all of them. I'm not generalizing. But the the idea of really just sitting down with you and saying, you know, give me the game. When I listen to older G homies in their 50s and 40s, they go back and try to talk to younger dudes on the set. They, They don't have any type of respect. Can you speak a little bit to like what your G homies meant to you and how it mattered if you got their stamp of approval and how you, you, you had a certain code that you live by that you don't see that's happening now? Well, I think that comes from being raised by our parents and grandparents. Uh, you know, I was taught them seventies babies, eighties babies, so to speak. And you, you're not that far behind me. So you're, you're still in that section. We were taught the real respect of elders. You know, we were taught to listen to the parents. You got your ass whooped, you know, switches and belts. You, you, you know, that, that that's, that's the line I came from. I respected elders, period. What matter of the form it was from. So to be in the gang situation, it was always, you know, older G homies that would give us instruction or we just looked up to as 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 guidance or motherfuckers like I know they want to say it's the gang lifestyle or whatever, but it wasn't a glorification thing. We had the guidance because of what we were taught back in the early days of just respecting the people who came before you, who walked the line before you, so to speak, who set the trend and the foundation. We learned to respect that. Nowadays, like you said, a lot of the G homies got locked down for 25, 30 years. You get me? So that left a big generational gap of of OGs. And when it come to my side of it, you know, to be from the music form and to be from the streets, a lot of young rappers nowadays or young cats in the music business, like you said, not all, but a lot of them come from a, a, a the foundation of there is none. It's, it's me against the world, so to speak. And can't nobody tell me shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole problem. The misguided and misinformed feel like it's a situation of you trying to tell them what to do or you think you better than them. And a lot of dudes feel like nobody can tell me nothing because, you know, uh, I, I I did it on my own or this is what we about. And we don't give a fuck about what the old dudes did back in the days. This is what we do now. I think that just comes from the form, like I said, of just a generational 
gap of a lot of the homies being gone and a lot of the young dudes right now taking over is just like they don't want to listen and they don't follow the code of what we did back in the days. It's like they want to get rid of or forget about what was the struggle in the past of what was the foundation that was set for you to even be a part of or think you a part of what you claim and what you represent. So it, it, it's kind of hard to try to sit down and talk to the youth when they have the aspect of you really can't tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of us grew up with that mentality. When I grew up with that young banging mentality, you know, there were some situations when it was like, you know, you can't tell us what to do or you can't tell me nothing. But we still had to respect that when somebody elder or one of the G's stepped in and said something that we were we listened to and we were able to break that down into a situation to feel like, OK, it's something that's going to be better or some better for everybody. And dudes just don't want to follow that code nowadays. Today, no one nobody wants to be the. Nobody wants to, you, you ain't the leader of me or we don't have big homies here. It's every man for themselves. And that's just because, like you said, a lot of us, a lot of the OG homies were locked down or a lot of us rest in peace. Well, you know, were, were murdered back in the days. So it's not that cold to follow anymore because they trying to set a new one. What they fail to realize are some, because I don't want to generalize, it's a reason why you were able to live you know, to tell the story, you know, it, either it's a reason why I'm here. And so what G homies try to tell people how to keep your ass out of jail and how to live another day, you know, this really does come back to survival. I did a poem in 2014 called Blackout 2016. And one of the lyrics was, I said, it all started with Rodney King. They had to get those real brothers off the scene, locked up young fathers, young guys got buck and now they stuck. It was basically breaking down how, when you took them out, how that whole conspiracy of locking up black men and not having black men to guide young black men, this is why you see, you know, what you see today in the streets. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan, because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA Fuel Economy Estimates. 30 City MBG, 37 Highway MBG, 33 Combined MBG for Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive, 28 City MBG, 35 Highway MBG, 31 Combined MBG for Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive, 29 City MBG, 36 Highway MBG, 32 Combined MBG for Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive, 28 City MBG, 34 Highway MBG, 31 combined MBG for Rogue SL and Platinum all-wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. There's a story that I always use, and since you were so much a part of that in Boys in the Hood, that I always use the kind of transitions well with this when we talk about, you know, people knowing they roll. In politics, you know, I talk about it all the time. In, in gangster terms, because I want people to understand it's not a Republican Party, a Democrat Party. It truly is a gangster party. If you pay attention to how these people move, Trump, to me, is the ultimate gangster. Right. Based upon what I know about gangsters, he pushes the line. I mean, when you when you run, the, when you run everything and you the top man at the top, then you the biggest gangster. That's Shit. it. And he don't give a damn if you know about it's it. It's all kind of <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a damn if you know. And right. again, this is not because, you know, they like to twist my words and say I'm praising him. I'm not praising him. I'm I'm calling. I know what a G look like. And I'm telling you, I, I went back and forth with a young girl. She said, you said that that's gangster. That's not that that doesn't what he did wasn't good. And I said, sweetheart, when I say that's gangster, I don't mean, you know, they don't change the words around. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying he's literally like a gangster. So she didn't understand. So the young generation uses gangster you know oh that's gangster they use, yeah, yeah they use it in different terms yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's just saying hey like it hey that, what, what the move a motherfucker pulled that was some gangster shit <laughs> right because a gangster don't give a fuck about what you think or don't care when i'm at the top and i know i'm at the top and i'm sitting at the top i'm gonna do shit that motherfucker i don't give a fuck but that's what gangster do they don't follow nobody code that's right. And people, again, listen to this G that just told you what gangster shit mean. It does not mean at all that we're saying that we agree with what Trump is doing. You had all kind of enemy motherfuckers who would, didn't like each other back in the day. Shit, go back to Al Capone and them and whatever. They kill a motherfucker and whatever, but they had to turn around and say shit. That was some gangster shit a motherfucker. <laughs> That's it. That was some gangster shit. That's it. Now, they might have killed up my boys and blew up my... But, but you got to give... That's just, let me tell you how they do it. You got to give props. You get me? Mm -hmm. That's what the youngsters say nowadays. You might not have liked, and that might be your enemy. Mm -hmm. But when the motherfucker put, when they can do something that you got to sit back and be like, damn. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we recognize as some gangster shit. That's right. Because they can pull it off. And they took my words a, I'm so glad that I got a real G homie confirming what I said because they literally took my words and twisted it up 
a guy wrote an article saying that I was praising Trump. And that wasn't it. I was saying, I wish we had some gangsters on our side of the line like that. I'm looking for some G homies that run, push our, push our line like that. Wasn't about praising him. It's about recognizing I know what gangsters is. And, and it's also important that we know that everybody have a role. I got to share this story with you because I say it all the time in my political conversation. When we talk about how we really move forward in politics and who who's who's against us, who's going to push the line. I always talk about Trey from Boys in the Hood. I tell people that everybody has a role in this. And right now where we are, this is not about Trey's riding in the car. Now, Trey got a job. He got a job to do. Ain't nobody mad at Trey. You need to go to Morehouse. Exactly. But remember, when his homie got killed, Trey did all that emotion, swinging at the air, Yelling, hollering, screaming, had the what we say full uniform on. You know how niggas when they show up at the barbecue every two years, they don't never put in no work on the set, but they show up in full uniform, Dickies on, colors on, exactly. chucks on. Show up to the funeral in full gear, <laughs> right? You know, the, right. Day, the airbrush shirt on, all that. Ain't seen a motherfucker in ten years, but they show. I get you, yeah. Yep. So Trey was exactly that. Did all that swinging at the air to get to get some ass. From uh from Nia Long in the movie, you remember yeah, got, crying, yelling, you. screaming, yeah. had the whole setup. Went against what his daddy said, and did all the dramatics, jumping out the window, getting in the car. You know, let's get kept the blood, full blood on, just ready to roll. But when it got time to put in the work, what did Trey say? Let me out the car. Exactly. My whole thing in politics is Trey, get your ass out the car. Somebody got to go to Morehouse. We ain't mad. Go to Morehouse. But right now, in this particular time, I'm looking for some G homies that can push the line. It's so ironic that Cube is one of the ones where the people agree with what he's doing or not. I can't wait to chop it up with him. How he drove the car literally in Boys in the Hood and now he's driving the car to push for a black agenda. I just think that's so it, it's, it's not ironic. It, it, it is so on point to what that whole scene is that a lot of people don't really get. I try to use a lot of metaphors. Remember when Ice Cube turned around and looked at Trey and looked at him basically like, nigga, we know you wasn't built for this in the first place. Exactly. See, Trey, it's two things Trey going to do. Get you caught because he going to tell if you get pulled over or he going to get you killed because he going to be too scared to bust. Exactly. In politics, it has to be the same way. We need riders that are willing to push this line hard as hell the same way that Trump does by saying, I don't give a fuck if you like what I do, you don't like what I do. I'm pushing for a black agenda. I'm pushing for more for my people. I want more for my community. I'm not going to step and fetch. I'm not going to sideways. I'm pushing the line. Either you with us or are you not? Like they always say, whatever set you from, you either with that gang or you don't bang. Until we get that type of leadership and until we understand that everybody's not going to unite. Sometimes Trey just need to just go ahead and stay at the house. Like, do what you do. It's homies at Morehouse and do what they do. But we need real riders that can push the line. And the reason why Trump flips everybody out is because they ain't never met no gangster. If you ever was raised around a gangster, you would identify quite well with what Trump is doing. It's not He's not supposed to listen to you and I. If we didn't vote for him and we're not a part of his set, why would he listen to us? He's pushing the line for his set, just like in gang territory. You push the line for your set. You want to make sure that resources come to your set. You want to protect your territory. That's what he does. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of the pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with the muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan. Because more is all we do. To get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for, check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA Fuel Economy Estimates. 30 City MPG. 37 Highway MPG. 33 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 35 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive. 29 City MPG. 36 Highway MPG. 32 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 34 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum All Wheel Drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What is your thoughts on understanding what Trump is doing in this political space and how do you see us moving forward and explain this, please, to these cornballs that clutch their pearls every week? Oh, my God, I can't believe he did this and that. Speak on that to us, Abe, from a from a G's perspective. And so hopefully they can understand. Well, as far as as pushing the line, like you said, there are dudes who feel that it's either you ride or die, and this is what we should stand for. So you have to praise those dudes and not get twisted with the with the side that really is just for show and tell. Because you got a lot of dudes who will do a lot of song and dance just for a position or a piece of power or somewhere they might think they might end up or a back a back rub or back scratch or whatever. <laughs> People have to understand that uh, as far as Trump is concerned. As, as doing what he wants to is just the line that you push when you represent what you represent. Like you said, nobody cares about when you in the position and you here to push your own line. It's basically it's 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 my way or the highway. And when you in that position of power, you really don't care about what people feel or think about you, because let's face it. 
you in the position of power. You can look at anything in, 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 in radio and in TV, movies, whatever, politics. Anybody who's the head in charge will do whatever they feel is necessary to keep them above water and keep pushing their agenda. And that's just in in my in my terms of where I came from, that's just been the gangsterous shit that's always been. Niggas who push their line and don't give a fuck about what nobody thinks. Look at all the successful record labels we had back in our days. You know what I'm saying? We had Death Rose and and No Limits and, and all that bad boys who didn't give a fuck. Like, we gonna, I'm going to do what I'll do. I'm going to push my line. And if you don't like it, fuck it. I'm going to try to run over you. Mm-hmm. In politics, it's the same thing. And then Trump feels like, hey. He know what side you coming from. People shouldn't you like you said, people be in awe when he does certain shit or be so shocked or mouth dropped or whatever. But you got to understand he had an agenda from day one. And it's up to it's up to us as far as what we represent to have somebody who feels the same way. Sometimes you need them cats who feel just like, fuck it, it's our way or the highway and nothing's going to budge. And we got to have strong dudes like that in our corner who don't give a fuck about what the outcome may be, that we just have to push the line till we try to get some of the things that we trying to demand for, you know, the justices that we trying to demand for. The oppression is at an all-time high right now. And when you got somebody in the motherfucking office and at the head of the top of the charts who feels like I don't give a fuck, it's one way that I see and it's no other way. And whatever, it's going to take whatever to do, Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever conclusions or whatever conspiracies or whatever. But I'm going to push the line the way I need to. And I don't give a fuck about what everybody else thinks. Like I said, that, that mentality has been been stepped on from where I looked at from way back. And that's just gangster shit in my term. Not to be mm. praising them, but people ought to know shit. You shouldn't be surprised by somebody who's already, you know, that you knew from day one. You knew this thing. You, you feel me? <laughs> it's right. not like it's a secret of, right. who my, of like who he is. It's no big secret. So like, it, it's just the way that people feel about it. You shouldn't be shocked about what happens or what does is you just have to find somebody to combat it and just go toe to toe with it. That's right. And and for my listeners, when I say cornball and lame, I didn't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just <laughs> meant those who are not familiar as seasoned, you know, with, with gangster lifestyle. We but, got our term shit. You yeah. know, sometimes, <laughs> people are, sometimes people are cornball. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do it the gangster way and say cornball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tell no me dis- yeah that's no right. We call me. <laughs> <laughs> make me stand on my words <laughs> see that's what I'm talking about a G me make you stand on your words yes. and I'm gonna say that's right I'm gonna say this you know and I know there's people listening saying but it's not that's not how it's supposed to be he's a president he represents everybody no every president has always represented their base that got them in office exactly. except when it came to black folks they just didn't tell you see the gangster shit to me is just to tell me if you don't fuck with me tell you hey I don't fuck with you just like when Trump said hey Proud Boys, stand by. What do you say? Stand back and stand by. Well, to me, hey, G homies, y'all stand back and stand by. So if it's gonna be a civil war, hey, stand back, stand by, go both ways. Homies, start getting ready. If it's going, if it's going down, I know who I'm gonna call. 
And I, and people are just so amazed. Oh, no, we need somebody with dignity. We need somebody this and that. I've seen so many politicians behind the scenes do the same shit, if not worse. That's what you should really be scared of. The people behind the scenes that have done worse. They saying we need dignity, but dignity to do what? How can you be dignity when you're getting popped off and racially profiled and stopped in the car because it's three black dudes in the car with hats on? You know, we're getting killed and beat up and we're getting fucking thrown in jail for ridiculous charges when other color or other minorities or other races and shit don't get the same thing. But as minorities, we we get put through a level of of, of ridicule. It's just ridiculous. So how should we be dignified? Mm-hmm. You get me? Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy for some people to look at us when we the ones catching all the flack and say there should be some kind of dignified uh, agenda. People get tired of dignified agendas. Like That's I said, I, I came up in the neighborhoods, you know, so the shit that you're seeing on a large scale today has been going on since I grew up in the 70s and shit. Racial profiling, uh, homies murdered, ridiculous charges, uh, you know, police brutality and all that shit. So when you say be dignified about your approach to a, a, a motherfucker who's really don't give a fuck and really agenda is not for you, then dignity is out the fucking window sometimes. That's it. That's it. And it just, Meet you, you, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not here like, we're we not here for violence and shit. We're not here to just go off and just kill off, you know, and just murder motherfuckers and do that shit. But it comes a point in time where dignity has to come with a strong hand. You get me? And we already up against a lot. We're faced with a lot. You get me? You know, like I said, so when people sit back and say it should be a dignified approach to it, then that's kind of ridiculous when you got other motherfuckers walking around with motherfucking uh, AKs and AR-15s holding American flag. Well, shit, I'm going to arm up too. Not to say I want to just start a civil war or some bullshit like that because I live here too. Everybody want to live in peace, make money, and just have a good motherfucking life. But a lot of that gets halted by people's private fucking agendas. You get me? Mm-hmm. So when when it when it's when it's oppression and it's murder and it's and it's no rights and and you feel in a different way than the next motherfucker, then sometimes, you know, it, it, it it's time for a strong hand. And like I said, we're in a position right now where everybody's saying vote, 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 vote. But a lot of motherfuckers feel like voting don't never do shit for them. You get the average motherfucker. I don't care what you're talking about, taxes or property taxes or uh, health care or medical or schools or whatever. Motherfuckers still wake up in Compton every day in a motherfucking neighborhood and nothing changes. You get me? Yep. So yep. that's where it starts at. While you looking at the motherfuckers on the hill and you looking at the motherfuckers in the suits and shit, start looking at the motherfuckers in the ghettos who still in the projects, who you begging for their votes and all that shit. But then motherfuckers still ending up in the same position. I just had a homie yesterday. It pulled over by three police. And when motherfuckers jump out filming, they still telling motherfuckers, get your ass in the car and go mind your business. You get me? That's the situation that we still deal with. So dignity, it, it comes at a price. You feel me? That's right. And at some point, we have to realize that if I'm a woman and I say I'm a good woman, but I can't never keep a man, 
It might be me that's the common denominator. So at some point, Democrats, you keep on begging people to come to the polls, come to the polls, come to the polls, and the people are not coming. And it's not because they don't care. And it's not because they don't want a better life. It's because you ain't did shit. You've been simply treating us as a side chick over and over and over, coming by, hitting after the club, going back home, telling another lie. And now people are over it. So I'm glad you hit on that point that when it comes down to people in the hood, they have not seen their life change. So scaring them with Trump doesn't work. You know, I tell this to my friends who are, you know, in the what I call the establishment per se. And they say, oh, you know, you Trump going to get you. You don't want Trump to have another four years because it's scary as hell to them. And I tell them niggas that don't have nothing already don't have nothing. So they don't have a fear of losing more what? More of nothing? Losing more of nothing? They don't have nothing. The only people that are truly, truly scared about Trump being in office are those who are in the middle class or the upper middle class that feel they're going to lose. But people at the very, very bottom, what I call concrete roots that go even deeper than grassroots, who at the bottom, they feel like they truly don't have anything to lose. And it doesn't mean that they'll vote for Trump. What it means is they're not motivated enough by one of these candidates in order to get out and vote because their life has not changed. So the fear tactic doesn't work. Actually, white folks or white supremacists are more scared than we are because they've always had power. So they're more afraid <laughs> that we get power than we are afraid of losing power that we never had. And this is why I tell people, don't be confused if Trump wins. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. I wouldn't be surprised if he loses either. But what people fail to understand is until a lot of these people, the upper class start hurting, and feeling the pain that you talk about that you grew up in your neighborhood and actually start feeling that, that's when they'll start listening to the streets and to start making a difference because self-preservation is everything. And I think a lot of folks, when I don't think, I know, have not felt that pain enough to be able to identify to really make the change that we need. I want to give you closing remarks here, A. You have been such an interesting guest. And I do want you to talk a little bit about Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network and how they can hear more of you in this conversation that you have and all of the topics that you're covering there. You know, I just joined the Gangster Chronicles podcast. And first, let me say, I like to hear people who are interested in talk. So don't ever let nobody tell you you talk too much because you just keep talking. All right, that, just that, that's, and that's what <laughs> motherfucker we need. We need more people to talk and talk up. You keep doing your job. Uh, with Gangsta Chronicles, you know, we we network homies. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Black Effect, iHeart. Shout out to my co-host, my boy Big Steel, my boy James. But he comes from another side. Y'all come from two different worlds. That's that's what we do, though. We try to connect. We we G older older men, older gentlemen. So we trying to bring some of that aspect. From that side, you know, people know I used to be a Crip, you know, affiliated. You know, I'm still affiliated. You know, shout out to all my Crip homies. I do a lot of business, you know, got a lot of blood homies. That's what it's about, though. You know, OGs connect with everybody from all fields. You know what I'm saying? Um, Gangster Chronicles is a show to where we're trying to connect that. You know, we talk to people from all aspects of life, not just gangsters, rappers who come from the gang side. We talk to brothers who've been incarcerated, you know, brothers, you know, from the drug side and then brothers, you know, trying to get in the political aspect of coming from the neighborhoods and trying to educate the brothers on what what the realness is of what's going on in, in the political world and about your state laws and 
all that and how it's real important about how to follow the house and follow the Senate laws and because that's the motherfuckers that really need to be addressed right there about what's going on, the people who create the laws. So we just trying to connect with all kind of people and, and get that real side of life that people don't really get to hear from people that's been living that lifestyle or came from that lifestyle. So that's what Gangster Chronicles is going to bring. We are doing new episodes, working on them right now. So you'll be able to stay tuned, hear some of that. In about the next month or so, we'll be having new episodes. So shout out to Gangster Chronicles. You know, that's what we're doing. Man, I love that. I, that's a dream come true, especially when you talk about I tell people all the time, G-Home is blood and crypt talk all the time. The same way these Republicans and Democrats talk all the time. You know, I look at people mad on Twitter. Oh, you know, they mad at Killer Mike. Oh, he went and met with the Republican, uh, met with the Republican Democrat. Y'all don't understand. G-Home has been meeting forever, you know, getting deals made, especially if you had anything to do with money. And especially if you did time in the feds. In the feds, it was about being black first above oh, anything else, you know. And so that I'm, I'm glad that y'all bring that perspective because there is a real confusion on when you talk about money and making money and pushing the line, G-Homies have always had a cordial relationship. And they've all, yeah, we've always, it had to been like that though. You have to stay connected with, with dudes from the other side. I mean, that just shows your real involvement with trying to be, you know, bridging the gap. I've known that OGs from all sides have always been able to connect and, you know, stop wars or stop mm -hmm. drive-bys or stop killings, you know, get money together on deals or whatever. So it's always good when you can connect with brothers from the other side, no matter what the upbringing was. But if y'all can, you know, come to a common ground. So it goes on a lot, regardless of what people might see in the papers or what they might see on TV or the little bullshit story. Real niggas know how to get down with real niggas, and that's what we do. That's it. That's it. And I'm so glad you putting that message out there. Y'all make sure y'all listen to Gangster Chronicles because you can learn. If you listen to that, you will learn exactly how politics works because, believe it or not, Republicans and Democrats are cutting deals right there now behind your back while you sitting up here yelling and screaming and getting mad about who's a Democrat and who's a Republican. The G-homies in politics is making it happen. You can learn a lot from Gangster Chronicles. I want to thank MCH in the motherfucking house. I had to say that one time. Can you say in the motherfucking house just one time before we get out of here? In the motherfucking house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave y'all out there with this one thing and I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to tell y'all an old phrase from a fucking old movie that I love. Everybody know Richard Pryor. I love Richard Pryor. Rest in peace, Richard Pryor. Brewster's Millions. If you don't feel comfortable with none of the motherfuckers, vote none of the above. That's what you do. You feel me? <laughs> well, y'all heard that message from a real G homie. He don't give a damn what y'all say about him on Twitter. <laughs> Cause that's, I don't give a damn shit. Right. I ain't, I ain't no motherfucker, but I'm just another nigga from the hood. That's you it. Me so shit. It really don't matter to me. You feel me? Shit. All the G homies who listening in right now, y'all stay up, whether you're locked down, you know what I'm saying? You're struggling in the hood, whatever. Y'all keep your heads above water, man, and keep it going. Chill. That's it. I tell people all the time when people get mad at me on Twitter, you doing this and doing that, man. Hey, listen, this ain't gang banging. If, if the G homies ain't making me pick a side, then you damn sure ain't gonna make me pick a side. It's almost like they running up. What set you from? I mean, what what is this shit? I'm, I'm independent. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. What, what set you vote? Right. What set you vote? <laughs> These keyboard, too many keyboard gangsters in the in the game. All right, Abe, we love you. 
homage, big homie. People can't see us, but I can see you uh, as we record this. And you look ever so good. You haven't aged a bit. You said you aged, but I, you look really good. We, I'm glad that, like they always say, I'd rather see you than have to view you. That's right. So I'm glad that you are above ground, still pushing the line, still doing what you do. There's a lot of things that you could be doing, but you were called to do this uh, for this time, this purpose, and this season. Thank you so much for joining Straight Shot No Chaser. Y'all, please subscribe to Gangsta Chronicles. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Straight Shot No Chaser. That was a shot of truth directly from MC8, Compton, California's living legend. Straight out of Compton. I want to thank him so much for joining me today on the show. I hope you found this informative. Please make sure that you check in with Gangsta Chronicles on the Blackie Fair Podcast Network. You'll find me checking in every now and then on Gangsta Chronicles to give a little bit of political insight the gangster way. We're going to keep doing it just like this, y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe to Straight Shot No Chaser. Share. Tell a friend. Tell them what's happening with this show. I promise to give it to you. Straight Shot No Chaser. Gangsters, politicians, pastors, they all pulling up. Make sure you share, subscribe, and tell a friend. Until next time. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. (laughs) 